Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. I know what you're thinking. Why does it say just keep swimming and not just keep writing? because we're talking about writing, and I knew that. But when I was thinking about saying or titling it, Just Keep Writing, all I could hear was Dory saying, Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, and that's what I had to write. But you know what I meant. What we're going to talk about today is that sometimes we need to just keep writing, just keep going, just keep teaching, just keep trying. That's what we're going to talk about. So hello. How are you? I'm so glad you're here today. Let's get started. I'm going to share a few questions and statements that I hear or have heard from teachers that I'm supporting, and I want you to just think for a second if it's something that you might have thought or asked or said to someone about writing in the past. So one example, what do I do when a student doesn't want to write? <clears throat> this student isn't sticking with their topic. They keep wanting to start over um, very quickly, quicker than the teacher is expecting, or they aren't applying spelling strategies in their writing. I'm just not seeing that. Or how do I help them come up with topic ideas? Or I'm just not seeing blank, you know, something that you have taught that you are expecting. Do any of those sound familiar? Something that maybe you've heard someone say, or that you've said before? And I could go on, but with just these few examples here, I tend to often have the same answer. And a lot of times it does not placate the teachers, but I believe it wholeheartedly. And then sometimes there's a little bit more we need to say or do, but usually, especially in the beginning of transitioning to this type of writing instruction, it's what I go to. And it's going to be keep on going, keep on trying, keep on having them write. And here's why. There are so many things that come into helping your writers to grow. And it's not just what you are doing in writing, but it's a lot of what you're doing during writing time. It's also what's happening in reading. It's also the discussions that they have and the life that they're just living every day. But reading especially has a lot to do with it. Okay, so that's one thing. Another thing to think about is that students can only improve on a few things at a time. Maybe even one thing at a time, especially if you're just thinking about writing. It's not all going to happen for everybody all at once. This is something we talk about a lot with our kids and sports. You know, they have, there are so many things that they could be talking about or learning. And oftentimes their, their team as a whole is learning about a lot of things. But when it comes to the growth that that player is going to make, 
It can only be so much at once and sometimes, again, even only one thing. So when you think about all the things that are happening, all the lessons that you're giving, all the talks that you guys have, the sharing, what they hear from other students, and then they write every day. And, and that's something that's helping little by little, just like the, you know, the sports player practicing over and over again. All of that is helping, but it's going to take time, right? But all of these things are going on and but they're only gonna pick up on what they are able to take in. So think about that for a minute. There's all these things that you're teaching every day, conversations that you're having, but they can only, they can only take in what they're ready to handle. The things that are exactly on their level and then the things that they are really hearing and connecting with. And we can't completely control all of that. So let's say you're, mini lessons, your teaching points are geared towards about 80% of your class. Well, right there, there's 20% of the kids that it's not hitting, whether it's a little bit lower than where they are or a little bit above. And so a lot of that, they might hear it, maybe they'll pick up on something, but for the most part, it might not hit them enough to make a difference in their writing. And so now you're thinking, okay, it's just the things that we talk about in small group or when I go and talk to them or something that's hitting them in writing or reading that's helping them in writing. And so that's limiting. I don't want to say limiting, but it's it's decreasing the number of things that you're thinking is really going to be helping them, okay? And then you think about the 80% that maybe those lessons are really targeting because it is where they can be. Still, they can only take in so much at a time and actually begin to try to apply it. And sometimes the things that were learned or talked about two weeks ago are what they're finally starting to practice in their writing for a number of reasons. We also know that we have to make sure we understand and know exactly where the student is. And like, if we think about that writing, writing the hierarchy of writing goals by Jennifer Saravallo, and I've talked about this before, I talked about it in the last episode, I believe, you know, we might think that the thing we see on their paper is the issue, but it really might be that they didn't come up with a lot of good ideas to try, or it really might be that um, they didn't take time to really plan this out well. And, and so now they're kind of stuck and they have to kind of go back and do a little bit more planning. And so sometimes we haven't even found the right goal for the student or the right area to really be honing in on for them. So that has a lot to do with it as well. It's going to take a lot of times, a lot of them hearing the same thing and a lot of them practicing their writing and then us being able to really get to where they are in order to see that growth. So let me try to give a more specific example. So let's say there's a student who just doesn't seem to want to write. And I actually had a teacher share this with me recently, and it's one I have not even been into coach yet, but they, I asked them some of the concerns, and they said there are students who are just, um, they're in first grade. They did, they should have had some workshop time last year as well, but, um, you know, they're just writing a picture, and then they don't want to do anything else. So either they're getting bored with it, or they just don't want to seem to write the words. They're just doing their picture. Um and so she's wondering how she's going to be helping them. But there are a number of things, and we don't know yet, there are a number of things that could be going on with a student like this. It could be that they just haven't, you know, rebuilt, I want to say, because hopefully they had some stamina last year, but they just haven't built their stamina yet. And they need to get back into it. They need to build up the stamina. So therefore, time. They need time. They need time to practice this. They, and then they need, you know, you doing the things you're going to be doing in lessons to help them stay on track. You're going to be encouraging them. You're going to be working with the whole class to, you know, build their stamina in writing time. 
It could also be that this student is lacking some confidence right now. Maybe they're just, or, or they're a little unsafe in their environment still, and they really need to feel a little bit more secure. They really need to um, be um, encouraged and just like have these opportunities to feel good about what they're doing. That could be what's hindering them. It could also be that they're still learning expectations and, you know, kind of playing it out a little bit to see what they are able to do. It could also be that they're not sure what to do next. Maybe they don't even know they can get a new piece of paper and try something new. Maybe they really don't have that um, stamina to go back and revise and make something better, especially when it comes to a picture. So these are things that, you know, you might not even have gone over yet, but also, uh, so they're going to come, um, but also they just need time going back to time again, but to strengthen these things once you really are able to find out what it is. Sometimes you might not even know exactly what it is, but you will have hit so many different things um, like building the safety in the in the classroom, like building confidence, like having lots of encouragement, like you know continuing to model and have students share ideas. There's all these things that are going to happen if you just keep going instead of just worrying about this one thing and thinking you only can do one thing to help that student. Trying to think about something that maybe you have learned recently that had a lot to it. So maybe it's like a technical thing. If you've gotten a new um, system, some kind of program in school, whether it's something the students are using or something you're using like for grading or lesson plans, um, or even during COVID time, if you were teaching and you were starting some new technology like Zoom or even Flipgrid or anything you can think of. Um, maybe it's something outside of school that you're trying to learn at home that has a lot, a lot of things. Um, to think about. You know, it takes us a lot to be able to remember. I remember when I was building my website and I've done many different versions or platforms for it, but thinking like if I only change a picture or add a picture on there like once or twice, I have to go back and relearn that all over again the next time. It just didn't hit me yet, you know? Um, it, it, I need a lot of time. I need practice. I need to hear things over and over again sometimes in order for it to really sink in. Sometimes I just grab onto one thing and not the others. That really makes me think about like the scheduling that goes on in our house and like dates, like some dates I remember and some dates just clear right out of my head. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, and so, you know, you just think about how it works for us. It's the same thing for them. We need time, we need repeat repetition, um, we need practice. And there's a lot of things that are gonna go into making things be secure for our writers. Another way we can think about keep on swimming and keep on going, keep on trying, keep on doing is that of like modeling and doing shared writing practices in the classroom. Because when you're doing this, especially shared writing, you are modeling and, and engaging the students in all parts of the writing process. That's the purpose of shared writing. And so you know that students aren't aren't every week going to go through all that because some of them are not consistently revising or some of them are not planning very well or some of them get stuck on this one topic or keep drawing or writing about the same thing over and over again. And so when you show them how to do that and you walk them through the process and have them engage in helping you in this shared piece of writing, that's even more opportunities for them to go through through that. When teachers um, and schools with whom I'm working are just getting started and they're not quite sure about some of their teaching points <clears throat> and mini lessons, um, I always say that shared writing is your go-to. You can go through one piece of writing in two, maybe three days going through the whole process. You don't want to take more than three days. And that is going to support your students so much. They are going to see 
and have time to practice with your support all the parts of writing that you're doing. So that is definitely something I would say to keep on doing, keep on going, keep on showing them um, the writing process with shared writing that can be very um, helpful for students. When we as teachers get a little bit stuck in our day-to-day -day and we're, we don't get to step back and see the classroom like I do, we don't get to notice the progress um, because we're there every day. And that's something that can really make us worry about what is happening with students and the progress that we feel like we're not seeing. So I encourage you to do two things. One, just try not to think about what you see day to day, but what you see more like week to week. And remember that things do take time and try not to get discouraged when you're not seeing something as quickly as you think you need to see it. And then B, take some time to be able to step back and say, what has happened? What is the growth that I have seen with my whole class, as well as with a few of my students? Because when we step back and we kind of try to look at those wins, I like to say, you know, and the, and the progress that we, what that is there, it really helps us to keep going. Um, I really encourage teachers to do this often. I show them what I've seen, but I want them to stop and, and think about it. Um, and sometimes, and I, I don't want this to sound um, discouraging, but it can often take quite a while for you to really feel like things are coming together. I notice this a lot in kindergarten because there's so much for them, so much going on for them. Um, but sometimes it just takes a while for you to really feel like not only you think things are coming together for yourself, but that you start to see things coming together for students. But I encourage you to just not give up, keep on going, keep on swimming, and you will see, you will see the difference. One more thing I just want to um, say before I end the episode, because I have this come up a lot and I feel like I remind teachers um, of this a lot. So I have a feeling it might be helpful for you as well. That, you know, when you come to, you know, some of the statements or questions I had before was like, uh, this student just keeps writing about the same thing, um, or this student just doesn't want to write, or they aren't applying spelling strategies. Many times what is happening with some teachers is that they're forgetting about the writer for just a little bit, for a little minute. They're forgetting about the writer and they're worried about the writing again. And they're getting caught up in what's not happening and what they think should be on the paper. And they're kind of forgetting that this student needs maybe something different. So again, I'm coming back to that, that the goals and thinking, where were they? Were they not even able to engage in writing? And now at least they're there. They just need to build their stamina. They're making progress. Um, the student who isn't applying strategies, were they able to even come up with a topic or were they focusing on one genre and now they are? Well, then I'm not worried about their spelling yet. We're just, we're still working on that. So it again is coming back to teach the writer, not the writing. Stop worrying about what you don't see on the paper and think about what that student needs and try not to get wrapped up in what's not happening. I think that's really helpful to remember. So fabulous writing teacher, what are you going to keep on doing? What from this episode is helping you to keep on swimming? <laughs> I would love to hear and I hope you have a fabulous day.